everyone, and welcome to Tarot Esoterica Episode 3. My name is Laurel, and I'm branded online as The Loracular. This podcast series is just me talking about basic occult symbolism and metaphysical philosophy with tarot cards in mind. Today's topic is the tridatic modality. Last week, I talked about how binary code, the yin-yang principle, and the law of polarity are three corresponding concepts, aka they are simply different ways of expressing the same idea. I mentioned that I'm teaching myself to remember the difference between polarity and duality and to stop using those two words interchangeably in how I talk and write. I'm likewise teaching myself to correctly express the difference between trinaries and triadic modalities. To start with, triad is a generic word for any group of three. A trinary is a group composed of three primes. For example, there are three primary colors found in nature, red, yellow, and blue. Orange, green, brown, purple, all the other colors are mixes. But you can't divide red, yellow, or blue down any further. They are primes. Just like a prime number is a natural number greater than one that is not the product of of two smaller natural numbers. Now, why it's red, green, blue and not red, yellow, blue in the electronic world is something you can read about in lesson two of my written esoteric tarot lessons at loracular.com if you feel so inclined. The message here today is that there are only three primary colors and therefore these colors form a trinary. So, what about black and white? So far as occult philosophy is concerned, black is nothing but the absence, the yin of color, and white is the presence, the yang of all color. But true black and true white don't exist in nature, in the material world. The Kabbalists call the material world a saya, and it is the lowest of the four Kabbalistic worlds. Yin and yang in their pure, unblended form only exist in Atzalath, which is the highest of the four Kabbalistic worlds. Because we humans are creatures of Asaya, the material world, everything we see and call white or black in color, these things are actually only very dark or very light shades of gray. Our brains have been taught to name the darkest grays as black and the lightest grays as white. Yes. It can be argued that all colors don't exist except as spectral data that our brains process but humor me. And let's say in the material world, colors are real, but what we call black isn't truly black, just really, really dark gray. And what we call white is just really, really light gray. Therefore, there are no actual white sheep or black sheep. There are just sheep along a spectrum of gray. Having this occult belief, something you use in your daily life interactions, goes a long way in reducing cognitive bias, which is what makes it so useful. But back to yin and yang. They are the binary principle but they are also two-thirds of the triadic principle. In a triadic modality, you have your yin and yang, but also a third element which was created from both of them. You have black, white, and gray. You have thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. You have father, mother, and child. In Western occult philosophy, you will hear a lot of talk about alchemical marriage. Most simply put, 
Alchemical marriage is the attempt to get your yin and yang so perfectly in conjunction with each other that something transcendentally divine is brought into physical manifestation, brought into a saya from the godhood that is above even Atzeloth. This is called the magnum opus the great work. It is also called making the philosopher's stone. If you can create a synthesis that is permanent and flawless. Most of the time, the third element that is created from yin and yang by nature and by alchemists only synthesizes polar opposites temporarily and very imperfectly. Most of the time, this third element is very mutable and in a state of flux. This flux stuff is paradoxically both yin and yang and neither yin and yang. In my personal vocabulary, I call this third element transition, not Tao to distinguish myself from someone talking about Taoism. I'm describing a more generalized concept, and my paradigm is Western, not Eastern. I'm a Kabbalist with a Q. Yin-Yang is just my favorite way of expressing the binary principle. Kabbalah with a Q has a lot more Western alchemy, Western astrology, and Jewish Kabbalah with a K infused into it than it has Eastern systems infused into it. Alchemy, astrology, and Kabbalah with a K had a very long shared history together before playing cards got thrown into the mix. More about the shared history will come in future podcasts. Today, I just want to describe how the triad of yin-yang transition is discussed in these three systems. Modality is a term for expressing the system by which something exists, how it is formed or expressed. Now, in astrology, the actual term modality is used, and there are three modalities for the four elements. These three modalities in astrology are cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Cardinal is the yang of astrology. Fixed is the yin of astrology. Mutable is the transition, that weird third quality that is both and neither yin-yang. In alchemy, the three modalities are called the three principles, and sulfur is the yang of alchemy. Salt is the yin of alchemy. Mercury is the transition. I will talk more about alchemy in other episodes, and for the rest of this one, I'm just going to discuss astrology and then some Kabbalah. Each of the three triadic modalities expresses itself most clearly in just one astrological sign, because cardinal yang associates with fire yang. Fixed yin associates with earth yin and water yin and mutable associates with air. They're both transition. So Aries, as cardinal fire, is the most yang of all 12 Western zodiacal signs, and it is applied to the emperor card in the Rider-Waite-Smith. As fixed earth, Taurus is the most yin of all Western zodiacal signs by convention, and it is applied to the Hierophant in the Rider-Waite-Smith. As mutable air, Gemini is the most transitioned of the signs, and it is applied to the lovers 
in the Rider-Waite-Smith. More things to know. Each sign has a planet with the greatest affinity or rulership. The planet Mars rules Aries. The planet Venus rules Taurus. The planet Mercury rules Gemini. Mars is yang, Venus is yin, and Mercury is transition. These three planets are another depiction of triadic modality. Something interesting? If you look at the zodiacal wheel, you will notice that Aries is followed by Taurus, which is followed by Gemini. In the major arcana, the emperor, which is associated to Aries, is followed by the hierophant, which is associated with Taurus, which is followed by the lovers, which is associated with Gemini. This beautiful symmetry of the way the trinary symbols and concepts lay out isn't found in the rest of the major arcana, sadly, but it makes itself really um, obvious and easy to remember with these three cards. And now, some Kabbalah. The Sefer Yetzirah, which is a very old mystical text, is at the core of Kabbalah. For now, just know that the Sefer Yetzirah was translated into English by William Wynne Westcott, who was one of the founders of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, and it was part of their curriculum. The Jewish authors and commentators of the Sefer Yetzirah were mystics who believed that the Hebrew alphabet was God's tool for creating the universe. Historically, this has been a spiritual truth for many readers of the text, a spiritual metaphor for other readers of this text, and a mix of spiritual truth and spiritual metaphor for other readers of this text. Just as there are 22 major arcana cards, and just as there are 12 zodiacal signs, 7 classic planets, and three astrological modalities, there are 22 Hebrew letters. In the Sefer Yetzirah, the 22 Hebrew letters were assigned a number of traits, including one of the 12 zodiacal signs, one of the seven, or one of the seven planets, or one of the three triadic modalities. The three mother letters correspond with the astrological modalities, and the alchemical principles. Mother in this context means prime or primary. The mother letters are Shin, Mem, and Aleph. Shin is fire and yang. Mem is water and yin. Aleph is air, is transition. The Golden Dawn in their teaching manuscripts called Bukti opted to assign Aleph and transitional air to the fool, mem and fixed water to the hanged man, and shin as cardinal fire to judgment. This is adhered to in the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot. So here we have a second triad depicting the same concepts, just differently in the major arcana. The fool and the lovers are both transition aspected cards. Judgment is a yang aspected polar opposite to the yin-aspected hanged man, the same way the emperor is a yang-aspected polar opposite to the yin-aspected empress. Speaking of the Rider-Waite-Smith judgment card, at the bottom of the card, there are three figures, 
a young child between two parental figures arising from caskets. All three figures are in specific poses used in hermetic order rituals to represent Osiris, Isis, and their child Horus. Horus is most especially in Aleister Crowley's mysticism, symbolic of the successful completion of the great work, the bringing of the divine into manifestation through a perfect marriage of the yin and the yang. And I really wish I had understood everything I just talked about the first time I picked up the Book of Thoth and was introduced to Aleister Crowley's writings. I was 17 or 18, and the Book of Thoth was just as confusing then as the Kabbalion had been when I was 10 years old. So I suggest taking some time and looking for other examples of the triadic modality in your own esoteric tarot deck. We are coming to the conclusion of Tarot Esoterica Episode 3. I hope you found it interesting and worth your time. The next episode will be an explanation of the four classical elements and how they relate to the suit cards. I will also briefly touch on the Tetragrammaton, the Court Cards, and the Jungian-influenced MBTI personality traits, and how all these things I just mentioned relate together so shockingly well. If you really like Tarot Esoterica so far, please let me know and spread that praise on your social media platforms. My website with a blog, free esoteric tarot lessons, and a lot of other content is located at theloracular.com. You can also catch me on Twitter at tloracular, but be warned, on Twitter I get opinionated, goofy, and exceptionally political. This past week has been more political than normal, and I can't promise that the upcoming week will be any different. Just know that about me and Twitter. So until next time, know thyself and do nothing to excess. May the world do good unto you, and may you do good unto the world. 